Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville, my guest is a singer-songwriter who was the runner-up last season on The Voice. Following that run, her EP Believer debuted at number six on the iTunes pop chart. She also charted a number one on the Billboard Christian chart with her rendition of Amazing Grace. Her resume also includes several nominations, including CMA, CMT, and even the Teen Choice Awards. She has been written about by national media, including Rolling Stone magazine. She's very involved with charities and also has launched a product line that we'll talk about. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled Counterfeit. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Megan Lindsay. Hi. Hi, Megan. <laughs> How are you? Great, great. It's it's great to finally talk to you. Thanks so much for making the time to do this today. Of course. I was like I, I like that intro. I sound very um I sound more important than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I have a knack for doing that. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh I do have a big long list of questions here, but first we want to be sure to have you tell the listeners all about the song that was just playing, Counterfeit. Yeah, that is a, um, it's a sassy song, you know. Um, I wrote that with Tyler Kane and Julie Morva, and um, it's on my, my EP that's out right now called Believer. But, um, yeah, we just wanted to, you know, we're all about the, the female female empowerment message. So <laughs> that was uh, that was kind of the, um, the inspiration for the song. And um, it's just, a, I, think, I think women love that song. It's just it's just fun and and uh, you kind of just jam out to it in your car. Now I know that the the, the like the likely answer is I don't know. Ask him. But how tough is it for a guy to do a co-write on a song about female empowerment? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tyler's pretty laid back, so he 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 um he's really you know an amazing producer and really a great musician. So a lot of what he contributes is the music part and the production. And so then Julie and I kind of just get together and, and, and write the words and, uh, you know, be, we can be as sassy as we want because, uh, he doesn't really mind. So <laughs> well, it's really good. But, you know, at the same time, couldn't it be said though, that we talk to songwriters a lot who obviously every single song that you write can't be about a real life situation that you personally experienced. And so you do have to just kind of role play a little bit. And even in a case like that, if it's a, a guy co-writing on a song about female empowerment, am, am I on the right track? Yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, of course, we're going to talk about the voice, but let's go back a ways first so that we can properly set the stage. Obviously, we have Megan Lindsay fans that are listening, but uh, I also am proud of the fact that 
We have listeners in 109 countries around the world now. So uh, thank you to those who are listening because you're loyal to the show and perhaps you're actually being introduced to Megan Lindsay for the first time. So that's why I want to set the stage a little bit first. Uh, Megan and I have a mutual acquaintance in Mark Allen Barnett, who is a Nashville-based singer-songwriter that has written more than 3,000 songs. He was on this show way back on episode 12. Here we are today on episode 110. Uh, and, and actually, that interview with Mab, uh, episode 12, went on to be, and actually still is, the most listened to episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. Um, so much so wow. that yeah, we had him back on the show on episode 102. Uh, on, on episode 12, he talked about having worked with Steel Magnolia, which Megan was a duo that you were a part of and was really a force to be reckoned with because y'all had a lot of success, Steel Magnolia. We did. You know, I think that um, it was a really um, awesome time in my life to be a part of the band and um, just, you know, it, it was it was just an awesome experience to, to be in a duo and to, um, you know, to come from where we came. You know, we, we both had moved to Nashville, um, you know, as solo artists and really with, with no plan and, and no family and <laughs> nothing. And, and we met each other. I was actually hosting karaoke, um, in a bar in downtown Nashville. And Josh was, um, working in radio. He was actually selling ads for radio. Mm. So we actually met and, um, we started dating and we started kind of just collaborating together and writing and, um, we would sing together sometimes and it just, just worked. It just sounded really good. And we were writing great songs together. So it just kind of morphed into a duo. And then we had, you know, an awesome opportunity to, um, be a part of the CMT show candy duet. Um, we got asked to come audition and we auditioned and we got on the show and, you know, the rest is history. We won the show and got a record deal. And, um, it was just a crazy ride. But you know, I'm I'm glad that you that you did again uh, setting the stage for for the listeners that don't know you. Period, or they don't know your backstory. I'm glad you said about you know moving to Nashville and you just kind of showed up there and and here you were hosting karaoke because you know I do spend maybe to my f- detriment I spend probably too much time on this show warning people about moving to Nashville and and the Mark Allen Barnett's of the world have come on the show from Nashville and said, you know, Hey, it's not to discourage people, but it's also just to say that, you know, just because you move here doesn't mean you're automatically going to become something. Uh, and so it's nice to hear that, you know, here's someone that has gone on, uh, to great success, um, but showed up there not really knowing anybody and, and hosting karaoke of all things. Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, it was a trip, you know, um, I think you have, you know, wide eyes and big dreams when you're, you know, really young. And I, I'm, I started coming to Nashville when I was 15 and writing songs and, you know, of course I thought I would be famous by the time I was 18, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I, you know, you, you learn really quickly how hard it is and and it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with talent, you know, um, I mean, obviously that's a part of it and I've worked really hard on my craft, but I think so much of it is just the work ethic that you put in and, and, um, having a plan and having a solid team. And so I, um, when I moved at 18, I didn't know all of that. And so I think I, mm. it, it was, it's been a real learning curve for me the last, I've been in Nashville for 12 years now and just the ups and downs and the figuring it out and finding out who I am and who I am as an artist and, and really, um, being able to put all the pieces together has been 
quite a um it's been quite a ride you know and i think also it's it's worth noting exactly what we said that that you were hosting karaoke you know and that he was working in radio and you know everybody that you bump into you you can't walk down the street in nashville without bumping into a songwriter or you know or or a singer songwriter and so you know it, in life in general never mind the music business but you always want to be kind to others and and you know do unto others the golden rule as you'd have them do unto you so you know when you are in a in a cafe in nashville you want to be kind to that server because just because they're standing there writing your lunch order, uh, they're probably writing songs when when they're off the clock. So it, again, um, not to beat the dead horse, but you know, understanding here as as you said that you know you were there hosting karaoke, and that's I mean that's technically doing music, <laughs> you know, and a lot of yeah, people, I mean, a lot of people that are a lot of people that are up there are not, um, you know, they're they're doing music, um, but. To you know, to have a some something resembling a steady paycheck coming in, they are working at, you know, a, a sandwich shop or, or a break shop or, or whatever. Um, and so Absolutely. you know, you never know who you might be rubbing the wrong way. And uh, what do they say? Nashville is a is a big small town, uh, if I'm saying mm-hmm. it correctly. So you, you might end up bumping into that person several months later and regretting the treatment that you gave them at at the sandwich shop. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. It is so small and everybody knows everybody. So yeah, I've been amazed. I just always try to be kind no matter what. Yeah. As, as I've gone back that back and forth to Nashville and, and doing business, I'm amazed how small it really is. And, and you quickly connect the dots that so-and-so knows this person. And well, wait a minute, how do you know this person? And, um, it's just, uh, I, I think it's nice though. It has a sense of community to it as a result. It does. Absolutely. I would not have stayed here as long as I have if I didn't absolutely love it. So, Well, last week on the show, the guest was Christina Godet, a singer, songwriter, producer, and actor from New York. And she talked about being a part of a band where everyone is all dialed in, everyone's connected, and it's a brotherhood versus being a singer and having a band behind you who are just players that have been hired to perform in your group. So, Megan, can you talk about the change in the dynamic from being in a duo, meaning Steel Magnolia, to just being Megan Lindsay, a solo artist, but then, of course, you know, with, with players behind you? Because I want the up-and-comers who are listening to this show to understand the differences, because I do always caution artists to not be so anxious to jump right into a band setting simply because it sounds cool or because it seems like the natural thing to do. Yeah, you know, I think with with bands and duos and anything that you're, you know, there involves more than one person, it's it's difficult. You know, I think there's a lot of um, you don't always agree. You know, and I think there's a lot that um, there's a there's a lot of decisions that have to be made. And I think I can't I, I can't imagine people who do it with more than two people because <laughs> Josh and I wanted to kill each other at times, but. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely that dynamic. You know, there's the, the same thing that makes it, you know, really special can also be the thing that um, kind of stands in your way a lot of the time. Mm. Um, I think for me, you know, when I first started, I started as a solo artist. I never imagined that I would be in a duo. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it's that, that's something that just kind of happened and, and it worked. And so I was I, I just kind of went with the flow with it. Um you know, coming out on the other side of it and going back to being the solo artist is also really strange, you know, to be on stage and to not have that, um, security blanket, you know, somebody to play off of on stage and, um, kind of just standing up there on your own is is scary after being in a duo for so long. But, um, I think I've, I've adapted pretty well, you know, I've gotten more confident with my, my, 
the songs that I've put out and um, just my stage show and my stage presence. And um, I will say the business aspect of it is just so much easier because it's just, it's just your decision, you know, and I am, I'm an independent artist as well. So, you know, a lot of um, the decisions are, I mean, I'm making them. So that's, that part of it is a lot easier. I think as a solo artist, not having to, you know, appease, appease other people Mm -hmm. um, makes it a lot easier. But I like that you mentioned stage presence. It's something that I'm a huge advocate of. I I don't know, you know, I I guess what I, what I'm, what I'm focusing on is, is after you were in Steel Magnolia, but before you were on The Voice, how much awareness did you have of the necessity for stage presence? And, and, And were you just kind of making adjustments on the fly? Did you have someone that was working with you, uh, you know, a, a manager or a publicist or, or someone in the music business that was saying, Hey, you know, you really need to do this with your stage show, or you really need to do that. Um, how, just talk about how you, how you developed your stage presence before getting to the voice. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think I learned a lot in my duo with Phil Magnolia and we worked, we worked with some, you know, stage coaches and stuff and a lot of stuff, you know, we just worked on on our own, but, um, and watching YouTube videos and mm-hmm. just learning, you know, from the greats. But, um, I think, uh, for me, it was just about getting out there and doing it, you know, and, and being comfortable and being okay with being up there by myself. And then, um, you know, with the voice, it was great. Cause I got to work with choreographers on the show that kind of, you know, they, they planned every move on stage as far as the show the show went. So I've, I've taken some of that stuff with me now in my stage show, but I, I think a lot of it is just experience. I really do. And just getting out there and doing it and learning and knowing what works and what doesn't work. I think there's, you know, there's nights when I get on stage and I tell a joke and I'm like, Oh, that one works. I'm going to keep that in my set. And I just tell it every time now, you know, I think that you, you can really pick up things from how the audience reacts. But what advice do you have for, I'm, I'm thinking of, the musicians, the artists, rather, the, the artists who, although they may be good singers and good songwriters, they just, uh, the, the, <laughs> I'll be polite and say they're better off sitting on a stool because they just have no. And, I, and mind mm-hmm. you, I would, you know, I would be one of those people. You know, I'm the guy that, that you never see dancing at a wedding because I just have no, no ability. And, and I wonder, what is your advice to those people that are going to get out on stage as a solo act and, you know, you need to move around. And if they just look like they're fumbling their way around up there, um, you know, should they, should they take dance? Uh, what, what, what's your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I think that you just have to, A, be really comfortable in your own skin and, and B, I don't, you know, I don't know that everybody has to dance around. I, I watched Adele's whole concert live from New York the other night and she doesn't hardly move on stage, but there's something about her. She's really comfortable and she has a presence and she's, she's funny. Like there's times when she just says things that are really funny in between Mm -hmm. songs. And I think that you kind of have to find what works for you and, and commit to that 100% and just be really comfortable and, and who you are. And, and I think that the audience, um, can tell when you're being authentic. Well said, well said. And I like, I like the Adele story. That's, that's certainly a, a good testimony to, not being a dancer, but still commanding the stage, still commanding the, the audience's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, your home state, Megan, is Louisiana. And again, uh, last week's guest, Christina Godet, is originally from there. And she even talked about how the rich musical history there in- influenced what she does today, even though she's based in New York. Um, we've also had Karen Waldrop on this show twice, and she's a Louisiana gal. 
From my research, it seems like despite your being in Nashville, not to mention being on the road so much, it seems that it's safe to say that that you are still very much a Louisiana girl too, Megan. I, I know you you sang the national anthem before the Cowboys Saints uh, Sunday night football game last October to help kick off Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I grew up in New Orleans. I grew up around you know that culture and that music, and that's that that's my roots lie in that. You know, I think that. I started playing in bands from a very young age. I think it, my mom helped me put my first band together when I was 14 or 15. So I I just learned from musicians that had been playing in New Orleans for 20-some years. And so I think that that's a really important part of my foundation and who I am. And, and I try to let that show in my music. And do you have family in Louisiana still? I do. I have two sisters and a brother and a niece and a nephew and a great wow. niece. Wow. <laughs> They're all down there. And, and um, I, yeah, I love, I, I just love it down there. I love the culture and the food and the music. I just think it's amazing. Yeah. So you don't need an excuse to to go there. There's, there's plenty of people that are begging oh, you to, yeah. to come Even there for there a visit. Even if there was no one there, I knew I'd go. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> it's awesome. Very cool. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Megan Lindsay. Visit her official website at www.meganlindsay.com to get the proper spelling of her first and last names. Remember that you can simply look at the title of this episode on your listening device. She, of course, is very active on social media, too. You can find Megan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. She's even got music on SoundCloud, which, of course, is one of the platforms where this show is available. Washington, D.C., you've got Megan coming your way on April 16th, and two days later, she's doing a private event in Las Vegas. The moral of the story being to keep up with Megan online so you can see where and when you can see her perform live. And, of course, do purchase Megan's music. It's available on iTunes and other online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio on nhte.net, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you very much, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests Along the way so far, I mentioned just a couple, Christina Godet from last week and Mark Allen Barnett from episodes 12 and 102. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, while you're still young, make sure you're building up your repertoire. The bigger the catalog you can build up now, the better. 
You will be much more marketable and have so much more to offer if you don't have a real limited pool of songs to draw from. In fact, many venues do ask for a song list so they can see what you perform as well as how much material you have. Work to make that list nice and hearty. And that is today's Bruce's bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1 and a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 2 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. So, Megan, uh, we were talking about your being from Louisiana, and, and you started to mention this. At age 14, you started playing shows with your own band, and a year later, were opening for acts like Brad Paisley and Blake Shelton at, at events around Louisiana and Texas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I had a... Um my mom just made me sound like a rock star. So people booked me. <laughs> no, wow. I, you know what? I, it was, it was cool. I got to play a lot of, um, you know, it was fair, mostly fairs and festivals and that kind of thing in Louisiana and, and South Texas. So it's kind of, um, where I cut my teeth and, um, it was, a, it was a good, it was a great thing. Cause I kind of got to watch those artists on stage and learn a lot. And, um, they were great, great first experiences, you know, I can't, it's a really, really great place to start. Now, was this was this so much so that uh, it, it started cutting into school, and, and you know, you had to figure out how you're <laughs> going to do it, or, or was it uh, you're making too much of it, Bruce? It was just kind of on the weekend here and there. Uh, or maybe I somewhere a lot, in between. You know, I, I was playing every week. I just, wow. you know, I, I wasn't. Um, I never really liked school. I was pretty good at it, but I never really cared for it. So I was fine with missing as much as um, <laughs> as much school as I could. But um, book I, us uh, more shows. You know, I want to miss more classes. Come on. <laughs> exactly. I was terrible, but um, but luckily I did okay at schools and graduated and everything. But um, but definitely, you know, music is where my heart was. I didn't really care about much of anything else. So. And this was this was at the age of probably fifteen then that that you were that you were playing that much. Yeah, yeah, fifteen to eighteen until I moved to Nashville. I just had a steady steady band that I played with. And when you were playing these fairs and festivals, was this were, were you already songwriting or or were you doing covers? Yeah, I was doing a lot of covers. I was also I wrote with this guy that was actually from Texas. His name was Paul Stubbs. It was a long time ago, but we used to write a lot of songs together. He would send me music, and I would write the lyrics and and melody. And uh, so that's kind of how I how I got started writing songs was with him. Uh, and and up until that point, nothing. You you didn't you know. I would write a few songs at, at age eight, or I was, uh, you know, singing at all the family functions at age seven. Nothing, nothing like that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I came out singing. I mean, I, <laughs> I I sang in church. I sang at talent shows. I sang, you know, anywhere I could get any kind of attention. I was always always singing, always involved in anything musical in my hometown, and just uh, always trying to figure out, you know, what was next. You sound like me in that I always tell people that if if you ask my mom, she would probably say that I came out of the womb talking. <laughs> yeah, the same exact thing, just singing. <laughs> well, you know that there there is such a struggle 
over pushing kids with music at such a young age these days. One side of the debate will say, gosh, just let them be kids and enjoy those years. You know, but another, mm-hmm. the, the other side of the debate will say, well, the clock starts ticking even earlier nowadays in the music industry, so you got to go for it. So as yeah. someone who did what we were just talking about at age 14, where, where do you come down on that debate now as far as kids starting into to music so early? And when, I, and when I say starting into music, I mean, you know, doing what you were doing, playing fairs and festivals a lot and not just, you know, oh, little so-and-so sings in all the talent shows at school. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was just, it was my idea and it was something that I wanted to do. And my parents were just real supportive and they really wanted to, you know, help me do the things that I wanted to do. And so it wasn't really, I never felt like forced to do anything. I just felt like it was something I really wanted to do. And my parents were supportive of that and really helped me. And so I think if kids, if that's what's in their hearts and that's what they want to do, I think that that's something that, you know, you just have to, to, you know, figure out figure out figure out if that's something that you know that you want to do and and be supportive yeah if your kid wants to get into music support them and if they want to be a straight a student support them in doing that but don't don't force don't force your agenda on them totally and i'm not trying to put words in your mouth by the way but (laughs) but no that's where i was going with that i was kind (laughs) of yeah i agree with you that's exactly what i was trying to say (laughs) i wonder megan is it fair to say that you're in the third phase of your career now would it would it be steel magnolia was one phase being on the voice was the second phase and where you're at now is is the third and and i guess perhaps most importantly is this current version of megan Lindsay kind of the one that you want to sustain for the long haul, or do you see there being something that would be another sizable shift at some point? I mean, I think, you know, I actually feel like I'm in like my fourth phase, just considering all the stuff I did before, before Steel Magnolia even. So I think that, um, I just think as an artist, you're always evolving and, you know, and I think it's important to change and to evolve. And so, yeah, I I hope there's another shift. I hope there's many more shifts and I hope I never stop growing because I think that that's, such an important part of being an artist. Mm, nicely said. Well, let's talk about the voice now. And I know the listeners are clamoring for it. And uh, listeners, by the way, if you want to hear interviews with some other past participants from the voice, uh, go all the way back to the very first episode of this show, episode one with Shauna P, who was on the voice in season four. Uh, there've been a couple others along the way on this show too. Lindsay Bruce was on episode 50 of now here, this entertainment. Mark Andrew was on episode 83 uh, he was actually on American Idol, too. And Jared Dillon from episode 93 of our show was also on The Voice. Uh, anyhow, Megan, at the risk of uh, putting you through what has probably become an almost rehearsed response at this point, tell the listeners about your time on The Voice. Uh, maybe a, a real highlight moment for you, perhaps even a lesson learned along the way. Um, you know, I think for me it was a really um, positive experience. I hadn't really you know, I I had been doing my music thing for so long and I had done the Steel Magnolia stuff. So I didn't really know that I was a viable candidate to even audition for the show. Mm. And I actually got a call um, from their producers asking if I was interested. And um, I had to think about it, you know, for a minute because I was Mm. like, wow, I didn't even know this was an option. And um, I didn't know that it was definitely something that I wanted to do. So um I thought about it for like about an hour and then I called them back and I was like, <laughs> why not? <laughs> you know, I, um, I think that it's such amazing exposure and such an awesome platform. And I think that, um, you know, I felt like I knew enough to, um, I knew enough 
to where I, I, I knew what to do with it, to do with it, to do with the exposure, I guess. Cause I had been in the business for so long and had, you know, been doing this stuff so long that I was like, okay, well, I, if I get on the show, you know, I, I know how to, how to do the social media stuff and I know how to put out a record independently and I mm. have stuff ready to go. And so I was in a good place in my career where something like this, I felt like could really help me. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Megan Lindsay. Visit her official website at www.meganlindsay.com to get the proper spelling of her first and last names. Remember that you can simply look at the title of this episode on your listening device. She, of course, is very active on social media, too. You can find Megan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. She's even got music on SoundCloud, which, of course, is one of the platforms where this show is available. Washington, D.C., you've got Megan coming your way on April 16th, and two days later, she's doing a private event in Las Vegas. The moral of the story being to keep up with Megan online so you can see where and when you can see her perform live. And, of course, do purchase Megan's music. It's available on iTunes and other online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio on nhte.net, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you very much and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned just a couple, Christina Godet from last week and Mark Allen Barnett from episodes 12 and 102. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. Um, I want to give you a chance to talk about Believer, not the EP but your vegan, cruelty-free makeup line. Tell the listeners about that project. Yeah, that was something that I I just had a dream about having my own beauty line at some point. And obviously I have lots of dreams about a lot of aspects of my career, but um, it was was a great starting point. You know, I I was friends with... um, Sean from Provide Skincare, and um, we had been wanting to do something together for a long time. And so when the voice hit, we we um, got to talking, and we partnered with Modern Minerals Makeup to come out with a um, three product beauty line called Believer. And um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. You know, I think that it's very much in line with my values as far as it being vegan and cruelty free. You know, I love animals, and that's a big part of my platform. So I think that um, it was just a really good fit. And, um, you know, obviously the the platform and the message is empowering women. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's basically it. I mean, I'm just so excited to finally have this kind of thing out and, and to be able to say I have a beauty line now is pretty cool. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, we're almost out of time, but I do want the listeners to know about all the charitable work that you're doing uh, everything from animal-based projects to children to female empowerment. Um, just just talk about those uh, charitable initiatives, if you would, Megan. Yeah, I'm working um, with this uh, 
it's, it's called Beagle Freedom Project, and um, I was a part of their um, cruelty cutter app last month. And basically, they're just an amazing organization. They they go and they rescue beagles from testing centers, and um, they really put a lot of focus and energy into um, minimizing, you know, testing on animals and, and cruelty towards animals. Um, I'm also a chair for the um, Louisiana SPCA, so that's another one. I'm all, I'm all about adopting. So <laughs> adopt, adopt a dog, don't stop. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I've been really um, fortunate to. I, I go out to California every year and play for the kids at Valley Children's Hospital. I um, I'm really involved with them, and and uh, obviously Vanderbilt Children's Hospital here in Nashville, and I'm partner in Hope for St. Jude. So um, that's another thing that's really dear to my heart. And, um, yeah, those are those are kind of my messages, you know, obviously empowering women. I think that, you know, I've been through a lot. And so um, a lot of my songs have that message, you know, is coming out on the other side and being strong and, and finding your voice. So Very nice. Well, we're going to close today with a song of yours called This Side of Heaven. Before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would, please. Yeah, you know what? It's a really um it's it's one of the most positive songs I think that I've ever written and um my mom actually my mom actually said this title to me on the phone one day. I she didn't even know she was saying a song title. I was just like, "Man, this side of heaven is such a good idea." <laughs> but um and uh Julie and Tyler and I got together and wrote it, but it's, you know, it started out kind of as as more of the idea was um a song for, you know, the haters. <laughs> and then as we started writing it, it turned, it just became more of an anthem for love. And, you know, I know, you know, people, you know, online will say things about you or, or whatever, whatever it is, it's negative. And really the only way to, to combat that is with love and, and you can't, um, you can't let yourself go there. So, it, and we're all just, you know, we're all in this together. We're all just living on this side of heaven. So it's kind of the idea of the song. Well, and I like that you're, you know, we, we, this will, this will be two songs that we will have played from you today. And I like that your music, it's, it's not easy to really put a, a real simple bow on it and, and label it one thing. You know, we've got one song that you hear horns in. You've got another song that I don't want to overstate it, but when I first heard it, I was thinking kind of like, you know, like a little bit of a rap or a hip hop song with the way the lyrics were. And it's, mm-hmm. it's no surprise because when you were on The Voice, you, you had several songs top the iTunes charts, you know, including three that were number one songs on the iTunes all genre chart, you know, and I mentioned mm-hmm. back in the intro that you charted a number one on Billboard's Christian chart with your rendition of Amazing Grace and, and your Believer EP debuted on the iTunes pop chart. So, you know, I would I would think, I don't want to put words in your mouth again, but I would think that you must consider yourself a crossover artist and not just one specific genre. That's, that's you know, what... My my opinion. Yeah, no, Twenty five cents to get you a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, totally. And you know that's always been that's always been a hard situation for me because it's you know it's hard to um, pick one thing and just stay at that stay in that lane. You know, and I think that um, you know obviously you have to have some consistencies to your music, but I do feel like I have a lot of influences and a lot of things to say, and so I try not to put myself in too much of a box, and um, I try to just you know, let the music speak for itself. Let my voice be the consistent thing. And, um, you know, and, and hopefully people like the music. Awesome. Well, Megan, thanks ever so much for doing this today. I really appreciate it and very much enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, too. You bet. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Megan Lindsay. Do visit her website at www.meganlindsay.com and engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to Megan's YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. And of course, do purchase her music. For that matter, tell her you heard her interview on Now Hear This Entertainment. And of course, her music is available on iTunes and other online retailers. Plus, be sure to keep up with her live dates so you can see where and when you can go see her perform in person. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you're listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share. They call it repost episodes there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We've been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song by Megan Lindsay. This is the one she just talked about. It's called This Side of Heaven. No place to go See your brother over there He's bleeding Still you're living like a one-man show What's the matter with the world today? Not even thinking about the words we say What's going on with the internet? Truth is there, but we don't